It's story time by our favorite English author Enid Blyton. Happy Days series, Mr. Pink Whistle's Party, Chapter Seven. Mr. Pink Whistle and the Scribbler. One day, when Mr. Pink Whistle was sitting in his garden, he saw the front gate opened, though he could see nobody there. Now what? He began in surprise, and then he saw Tabby Cat slip through the gateway, shut the gate behind him, and run to the back door. Ah, a friend of Sooty's, I suppose, thought Mr. Pink Whistle, and turned back to his book. Before he had read two pages, Sooty, his cat, came walking out to him, and behind him came the Tabby Cat, looking rather shy. Mr. Pink Whistle said, "Sooty, this is a friend of mine, Paddy Paws. He is a very good and honest cat, but he is most upset because somebody has been scribbling lies about him on a wall." "Dear me," said Pink Whistle in surprise. "Well, Paddy Paws, I wouldn't take any notice of that. It isn't so much himself he has come about as his little mistress, Fanny," said Sooty. "This boy who scribbles on walls." Writes horrible things about Fanny too, and they make her cry. Patty Paws says she's sweet and kind, and he's most upset about it. He wants to know if you can help him. Yes, Mister Pink Whistle said the tabby, finding his tongue suddenly. You do put wrong things right, don't you? I try to," said Pink Whistle. "But what is it you want me to do, Paddy Paws?" "Well, sir, stop this boy from scribbling more horrible things," said the Tabby Cat. "I'll take you to the wall he scribbles on, and you'll see the dreadful things he writes. Everybody can read them, sir, and they get very upset. But this boy is big and strong, and nobody can stop him." "Well, I'll come along now," said Pink Whistle, and he shut his book. "Lead the way, Paddy Paws." So Paddy Paws led the way, over a field, across a stile, down a lane, through a small village, along a high road, and into another village. Pink Whistle padded along with him. Sooty had been left behind at home. Paddy Paws came to a wall, and there, written in different coloured chalks, were a great many horrible sentences. Pink Whistle read them out loud. Betty is a cry baby. Katie is a telltale. George is a cowardly custard. Pink Whistle began to frown. Dear, dear, what things to write for everyone to see! Most unpleasant. He went on reading. Fanny is a thief. She took my rubber at school. Petty Paws is a thief too. He steals fish from the fish shop. I never did steal fish, you know," said Petty Paws, pulling at Pink Whistle's trousers. And my little mistress Fanny isn't a thief. She's honest and truthful and good. And Betty isn't a crybaby, but she can't help feeling miserable when her tooth aches, can she? And George isn't a coward. And Pink Whistle frowned as he looked at the rows of nasty writing on the wall and read on further. Old Mrs. Brown is mean. Nancy cheats at sums. Good gracious me! What an unpleasant person this boy must be," said the little man. "What's his name, Paddy Paws?" "Harold, sir," said the tabby cat. "Look, here he comes with one of his bits of chalk." In a trice, Pink Whistle made himself invisible. Paddy Paws stared round and about in surprise. Where had this nice little man gone to suddenly? "I'm still here, but you can't see me," said Pink Whistle in a whisper. You go home now, Paddy Paws, and leave this boy to me. I'll soon cure him.
pink whistle went up close to Harold's back and watched what he was writing. Harold wrote very clearly and quickly. Ellen took some apples off Mr. Henry's tree when he wasn't there. Just as he was finishing this, a boy and girl came up. Hello, Ellen, said Harold with a big grin. I saw you up that apple tree. You're a bad girl. Ellen gave a scream when she saw what Harold had written. You horrid boy, Mr. Henry said I could pick six apples because I fed his hens for him. And oh, look, George, he has written that you're a coward. Fight him. But George, the boy with her, was very small, much smaller than the big Harold. He stared at Harold and tried to speak boldly. You're not to write things like this. You're... But he didn't say any more because Harold knocked him right over. Bang! Wallop! Ellen pulled George up to his feet and they both ran away at once. Harold was too big to fight. When Harold left the wall and walked away, whistling, Mr. Pink Whistle followed him, still invisible. He was quite surprised at all the things that Harold did on his way home. He slipped into Mr. Henry's field and took three pears growing on the wall there. He went into old Mrs. Brown's garden and cut her washing line so that all the clean clothes fell to the ground. He chased a small kitten up a tree and then threw stones at it. Pink Whistle was amazed to think that a bad boy like this dared to write horrible things about other children where everyone could read them. He followed Harold very closely indeed. What was this awful boy going to do next? Harold walked by the greengrocer's shop. Outside were boxes of all kinds of goods. Harold took a quick look round to make sure no one was about and quickly picked up two bananas. He put them under his coat. Pink Whistle could hardly believe his eyes. Then Harold saw a small boy walking down the road and ran quietly behind him. He snatched the boy's cap off his head and threw it over a garden hedge up into a tree. The boy swung round fiercely, but when he saw Harold, he said nothing. Harold was so big and strong. Pink Whistle watched everything that Harold did. He followed him all the way home and indoors. He saw him tiptoe to the larder and take two jam tarts. He saw him take some chocolates out of his mother's box. What a dreadful boy! Soon Harold's mother came home from her shopping. Hello, dear, she said. Have you had a nice day at school? Yes, said Harold. I was top in class. The other children are so stupid. Katie's a telltale, and Fanny is a dreadful thief, and George is an awful coward. Your father will be pleased to hear you are top again, said his mother. Here he comes. Put the kettle on for tea, Harold. Pink Whistle stood quietly in a corner behind the couch, out of the way of the family as they got tea and sat down to it. Then the little man crept out of his corner, still invisible, and put his hand into the right-hand pocket of Harold's coat. He pulled out some pieces of colored chalk. Ah, Pink Whistle was going to have a fine time now. Fanny is an awful thief," said Harold, eating his bread and jam. "She stole my rubber yesterday, and today she took my best pencil." Just as he finished, there came a faint squeaking sound from the big bare wall opposite the table. It was made but made by the red chalk that Pink Whistle was suddenly using to write with. Everyone stared in amazement as a line of very neat writing began to appear on the wall. The words followed one another fast. 
Harold is a thief. He stole two bananas from the greengrocer's shop. He stole three pears from Mr. Henry's wall trees. They are in his pockets now. Harold's father stared at the writing in the greatest astonishment. "What's all this?" he said. "Who's written that? Have you really stolen pears and bananas, Harold?" There came another line of writing. "Harold is a coward. He knocks down children smaller than himself. He is cruel. He chased a tiny kitten up a tree. He is unkind. He threw a small boy's cap over a garden's." A garden hedge. Harold sat glued to his chair, his eyes following the strange writing that went on and on across the wall. He began to whimper because he was so frightened. Harold is a crybaby," wrote the chalk. "Look at him whimpering now. He took two jam tarts from the larder. He stole two chocolate from the box over there. He." Harold gave a loud cry and rushed over to the wall, pulling his hanky out of his pocket as he ran. He rubbed it over the wall so that it smudged and blurred the writing. But Pink Whistle immediately went to the next wall and went on writing there. Harold cut Mrs. Brown's washing line and made all the clothes fall to the ground. He. Oh, Harold! Surely that wasn't you who did that," said his mother. "Mrs. Brown told me someone had cut her line. Oh, Harold! What is all this writing? Who is doing it?" "It is Mr. Pink Whistle," wrote Pink Whistle. "I haven't seen the wicked things that Harold scribbles on walls, so I'm doing the same." I have seen the wicked things that Harold scribbles on walls, so I'm doing the same to him. But the things I write are true, and what he writes is untrue. Mister Pinkwhistle said Harold in fear. He had read many tales of the little half brownie man, and he knew all about him. He snatched the chalk as it wrote and felt round and about for Pinkwhistle, but he was safely behind the couch again, still quite invisible. Pinkwhistle gave a little laugh. Beware, Harold, he said. Whenever you write on the walls outside, I shall come and write on your walls here. If you can do it, so can I. And with that, he skipped over the couch. Went to the window and jumped neatly out. He set off home, longing for a cup of tea. Sooty was most interested to hear all that had happened. Now, Sooty, I want you to go each night and see if anything is written by Harold on that wall," said Pinkwhistle, drinking a nice hot cup of tea. Sooty nodded. She went that very night with Paddy Paws, but dear me, someone had been along and wiped the wall clean. That's Harold," said Paddy Paws. "I saw him go by with a duster. I guess he won't ever scribble on walls again, Sooty." For a whole week, Sooty went to look at that wall, but it was as clean as could be. Harold wasn't going to have Pink Whistle coming along to his home, writing things about him. That wasn't funny at all. Paddy Paws was very grateful. He caught three rats in Pink Whistle's garden and laid them in a row on his front doorstep to show him how grateful he was. Pink Whistle was surprised to see them there. Thank you, Paddy Paws," he said. "I'm always pleased to put wrong things right, you know. Tell me if you want my help for another, anyone, another time. He's nice, isn't he? I'd love to have a friend like Old Pink Whistle."